Alrighty, welcome to episode six of Jump Off a Cliff podcast. I'm Michelle with Oni Media Group. And Casty of Oregon Adventure Realty. And the holidays are coming up really fast. <laughs> I can't believe it's already almost November. I'm... It is November. Or, it is November. Yeah, it's November <laughs> 5th or, yeah. Yeah, 5th. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Thanksgiving's around the corner and then Christmas and... New Year's and then... Do any fun Thanksgiving plans or... Um, We have a large family, so it's going to be like hopping from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving, so... Yeah, that sounds like our family, too. (laughs) I got to make like three of everything, you know, so that I can like disperse. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, our family is like in Rouge and then also out in Grants Pass, so it's like a full day of driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I don't know, like, what siblings planning on having, like, their own Thanksgiving, but I feel like it just, we, there's, like, a added Thanksgiving every year, and I'm like, all right, time to go to number four. (laughs) The amount of calories that I consume on Thanksgiving, it has to be, like, so substantial because we have so many meals that day. Yeah, that's when you're happy that some family can't cook, so you, I know. <laughs> so you don't want to eat. You're like, wait, which family's not good at cooking? I'm gonna choose that one yeah. to go to. <laughs> and uh, like, I everybody like dresses nice for the holidays. I'm like, I need my sweatpants. Yeah. I need my shoes that don't make my feet swell. Like, I ha- I like go all board. Sometimes like I have those years where I'll dress up, and sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm showing up in some stretchy jeans and calling it good. Oh yeah, I'm like, there's no way I'm not gonna be comfortable like sitting at a table eating food for like four hours what a strange holiday we just sit and eat food together and then like dress up to go to your living room yeah it's true it's weird (laughs) but yeah no I'm excited I'm gonna try a couple of new dishes so we'll see it'll be like a good experiment for me no one wants me to bring a dish to Thanksgiving (laughs) they're like you're good yeah I just show up because or I'll bring like rolls or something that I got oh you're the roll you're the roll girl got it (laughs) or a salad I can't I'd say I can't screw up a salad, but I did screw up salad a couple years ago because I used onions that were so potent. Like, oh. When I, like, opened the salad lid, like, it was Onion. just, it made everyone cry. Like, <laughs> no, Nobody will forget it. They'll be like, don't bring your onion salad. <laughs> yeah. If I can screw it up somehow, I will. <laughs> I am as the holidays like get closer and stuff I think business wise I'm like god I want to be like involved with some sort of like toy drive or like a Christmas drive Um, I just recently did a project with Hearts with a Mission um, with my NIA group Um, we I think we donated like a huge like cooler of um, accessories for like oh that's really cool yeah that they were able to Hearts with a Mission was able to auction off and like use the money towards their cause but I I'm trying to figure out what for the holidays what we want to do either some sort of toy drive or something I did you mention something about sponsoring a family possibly yeah I was really wanting to sponsor a family for Thanksgiving or even like um Christmas meal or yeah like gifts for the kids or something like that and I wanted to do a um pumpkin pie giveaway too that's so cool and all that stuff so yeah i think there's just a lot of fun opportunities or some kind of toy drive or for kids yeah i love buying little kid toys i think that's like have you noticed how creative they're getting like i want to play with the kid toys i know (laughs) i'm like i miss like toys r us that was like my favorite place to be (laughs) when i was a kid so good all these all these like younger people like generations coming in they're like what's toys r us and i'm like only the best place in the world i I still remember (laughs) i have a photo of barbie at toys r us and that that was like the highlight of like my five-year-old existence was meeting marby (laughs) oh my gosh so good and they like i play kitchens play food 
includes everything is so so much fun as a kid. Yeah. I get excited for the Christmas with my nieces and nephews nowadays because mm-hmm. I like they like open all these presents and you're and you just get to play with them. And yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna be a kid again <laughs> with these kids. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to have kids and have around Christmas. Soon, oh so. yeah, just pile. I mean, like, do you remember as a kid, just like the piled presents? Yeah. Oh, just waking so my parents up at three o'clock in the morning to open gifts. You're like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I see him out there. Santa came. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved the Christmas tradition. So I'm I'm excited to like not only like celebrate with my family, but also with the business. Like also like you know support some local which would be awesome too I I get really excited to hear what my other clients are doing too because some of them will do like a Christmas dinner for like the homeless or something and it's really Mm -hmm. like cool to see like how as a community we're supporting each other which is really nice that's just fun about the holidays is people kind of put their differences aside especially nowadays and it's gonna be kind of a holiday every day I know put our differences aside it would be nice I'm so tired of everything right now, so it'd be so nice just to have everyone get along. Can we all just get along, please? (laughs) That would be the dream. Yeah, you know, I wish we could get along, but there's some times where, you know, it's not going to happen, and you have to make decisions to end that relationship as quick as you can before it turns sour. I I think uh, one of the topics that we were going to talk about today was knowing a good time to fire a client, knowing when to fire a client. And that's hard to do. It's hard to do, especially when you're starting with your business. You're like, oh, gosh, you know, like, is this something that I can afford? And really, it's like you can't afford to keep them as like sometimes your sanity is more important than the money. Really? It really is. I just um, I had two I had two potential clients this week ask for me to do free work for them. Like I already did some paid work for them. And then they were like, yeah, you know, is there any way that we can continue doing this? But maybe for free. And I'm like, I can't believe that somebody would ask that. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how your friends or, like, people that you know will ask for you to, like, your small business to do something free for them, but they'll go and support, like, Kim Kardashian's, like, oh. new, like, <laughs> makeup line or something like that, and they'll pay full price for that. Full price. But they won't support your small business. Oh, I know this like, person, though, get me a discount. It's like, no, support them so they can grow yeah. versus, you know. <laughs> I Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to be – willing I'd way rather have my money go towards like my friends yeah than like some random person I've never met before that doesn't even know I exist you know totally I get offended when people ask for requests like that I'm like are you seriously asking for me to take part of my time out of my other clients to put towards you oh I've had like family members and friends like ask for me to list their home for free are you serious Mm mm-hmm what, because they think that, oh, you don't do anything really to in that process. You, there's no cost for you. Yeah. Except for your time and your life and all of the work that you put and into it. And all the money we put into our listings. Ugh. Like, it's just, it's crazy. I love people are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's just hourly, right? Because you have all the gear. You have everything already. It's like... You know, I don't go to your work and ask for free things from you. I don't think I've ever asked for a handout, you know, never once. And, you know, every once in a while, I feel if a client's, you know, in in a really hardship or there's something really, really, you know, horrible Mm -hmm. that they need help with, I'll help them within reason. But, you know, not so much to where we're going to be damaging our relationship because it's only one-sided. I'm not going to be doing that. Well, you have to, like, protect your time and make sure that you're... Because this is your livelihood and this is how you're making money. So it's not like you can just work for free your whole time and expect to make it in this world. (laughs) Right. And whatever they're doing, they're not going to expect, you know, to... 
sell their services for free at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's so one-sided. So I actually had that happen to me twice this week where people were trying to get creative wow. with how to get free work out of me. And I'm like, I'm like, legitimately, I do not have time for free work. I so want to put my energy towards clients that are like actively rigged, have a mutual respect for my, what I do yeah. and want to benefit off of what I can do for them. There's... And so of course I want to spend more time with them. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> There's no reason to work for free in that case. Yeah, I um, I have no interest in doing it. I um, the tough part is, is like, you know, at first, at the beginning, it was hard to fire these types of clients, but now I'm like, you know what? No, I, I just don't think our relationship's gonna work out right now. Well, it's hard because I know I've worked with clients in the past where I'm just trying to see the end goal, even though if they're really difficult. I'm like, you know what? It's just gonna be over in a month or so, but. Mm-hmm then that one person takes so much energy out of me that I'm not servicing my other clients as good because I'm worried about how this client is going through it, you know? And, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to, you know, delegate your time when some person's calling you all the time and they're mad about everything and, you know, they're yeah. just not reasonable people. And, you know, I've had it where... They were horrible to me, but then they were, like, happy at the end of the transaction, and, you know. And, then, and they're like, can't wait to use you again, and yeah. you're like, oh, God, I please hope not. And it's, it's hard, because I, I try so hard to, like, mitigate things and kind of be level-headed and yeah. not, like, if someone's mad at me or something's happening, like, I try to be kind of, like, just mellow about it, and usually, like, I can kind of, you know, dispute it, and it's fine. And, <laughs> but sometimes it's just so hard to, like, when people are being unreasonable to... You know. Oh, it's nuts. It's it's too much. And I um when people have expectations and then you tell them how it's going to be and then they and they just seem to not see past what they want, it, it's impossible to work with them, you know. And I I've had clients where they're like, you know, I've never posted on Facebook, but I do want to post a couple of posts and see if that works. And I say to them, that's not going to work if you post on Facebook twice. You have twice. to be consistent. You yeah. have to be consistent. You have to be able to track the research. You have to use it as a tool. It's not just, you know, posting just to post. It's like posting for results. And so, yeah. you know, when um, I've had a, I've had a let go of a client because they're like, yeah, it's not working. And I'm really frustrated with you because I expected <laughs> two posts to give me a whole bunch of leads. And I'm like, well... If that's your expectation, like I mentioned before, it's not going to happen, and mm-hmm. and I can't continue to work for you if if you know you're going to be completely unsatisfied with the work. I'm, I'm and I've made suggestions. I'm like, we need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And they're like, no, just a couple posts a week is fine. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I, I was, good luck. <laughs> it's like I had this um, three or four years ago. I had a client that wanted to sell his house, but he didn't want anyone in his house. Like, what do you mean? He didn't want anyone walking through his house. He didn't want an inspector walking through there. He didn't want an appraiser walking through there. I'm like, what? how do you expect to sell your house if no one can see it? Like, I can take photos. I can take videos. But I need people to be in the house. It's one of the largest purchases you're ever going to make in your entire life. Of course yeah. you want to physically there, see it. There's no way someone's going to just buy it sight unseen. Like, never walk. I mean, it does happen sometimes. Sure. But, like, I don't like that. No way. Yeah. So... I finally was able to convince them it's okay to let people in your house. Like, they're yeah. with a licensed realtor that's going to watch them. It's not like people are going to steal your stuff. Or, like, it's just, it's funny how these people have these ideas in their head that of how things are going to work. And you have to, like, reinstate, like, how it's going to work, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, con- it's, it, um, it's like, where do you come up with these, ex- who told you this? Who gave you these yeah, expectations? Like, <laughs> like, how are you going to sell your house if no one can see it? Like, it's, 
and it was such a weird transaction. And then it's like, would you buy a house without wanting to see it? No, probably not. You I've know? helped out-of-state clients like that I've never seen a house. Like I go and view the house for them or yeah. video them, and I don't like that. Like it's not like preferable to like for my clients never to see the house, but they trust me and like I do all the inspections, and that's one thing. But yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I um I definitely am excited. Like, to be at the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely am happy with not working with this person anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to fire anybody going in. I usually try and um, make an attempt to get them to understand, you know, what my services include and how it can help them. And, you know, if we stick with this plan, this will be the results for that. You know, but there's the one thing that really I cannot handle with... um, like with with clients is as soon as they start treating my staff poorly they're done i yeah. that's it i will not be tolerating it anymore they're done <laughs> yeah because usually those people like will come back and they'll start something bigger and your staff oh, yeah. will get annoyed and not want to even work they won't want to work for me i mean they're know? they're selling yeah. their time to work for me mm-hmm. they it has to be in the best condition as possible and yeah. i and they have to feel supported with me as like they're you know, person that oversees the projects, they have to feel safe, you know? And like I said before, it's so energy draining. You're working with that one person that you can't do anything right for, you know? And no matter how much talking points you go through or anything, they just don't see it from your point of view. They really don't. And it's, it's becoming more like recognizable with these types of people when you're like, okay, we can do it if we did it this way. And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to do it that way. They just, the people that just only want to see it the way they want to see it, you're like, wow, okay, I'm starting to recognize this now. They're not listening to me. Their expectations are really, really beyond what I can give them, and they're very high maintenance. They're calling me. They're emailing me. They're kind of bullying me in some sort of sense, you know, to get these projects done, and it's like, okay, you're definitely a type of personality that I could recognize and not want to work with. (laughs) Well, it seems to be happening a lot, too, just in real estate, is the changing market. Sellers are still thinking that they can get what they got, you know, a year or two ago for their house when everything was inflating like crazy. Um, housing market is still good, but not as crazy as it was a year or so ago. But they have these unrealistic price. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they think that they're able to get a certain price. And they tell them, like, we can, you know, have those talking points that it's really not good to overlist your, price, your right. house right now. It's not doing you any good. And it's just going to sit in the market for longer and having those talking points with them. And so people are like... I don't care if it's worth 200000 less. I want that money. I'm like, well, I'm I'm sure everyone would love to have 200000 or $300,000 more than what their house is worth, but that's not how it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, and you have to have those talking points with those people to get them to understand that. And sometimes people just don't. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to, like, ever say no to a listing or anything. But if you have that question, like, if this house isn't appraised for that amount, are you willing to go down? And they're like, no. Like, well, then what's the point of me even listing the house? Right. You know, if you're not going to get that amount. One of the websites I just set up, they, they're they like, yeah, we're going to maintain it ourselves after we're done with you. And I'm like, that's totally fine because I, I, I'm happy to maintain your website. But if you want to do it yourself, go for it. Yeah. And I was like, it's just a lot of work. And there's a lot of things that can it be is. done. And yeah. there's a lot of things that can't be done that you have no idea because mm-hmm. you're not like in the, not that it's your fault. It's just you don't know, you know. Yeah. And I don't have time to train you on every little bit. So and I'm not going to unless, you know, you want some consultations well, for an like, hourly rate. You're, it, it's funny when people ask you to like for help but then they want you to like pretty much train them to do your job so like, which could be fine if, yeah. if they want to pay a consulting fee but then with this person they're like 
yeah, no, I just want to be, I, I've got it. I've got it. And then, and then this week they were like, you know, I really want to start doing this and I just don't have the budget to, you know, pay for a consultant. So I'm hoping you could do this for free. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> go find a friend or someone that knows how to. Or you should have paid the yeah. money full up front to have somebody manage your website for you. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you, but you know, that's, yeah. that's how it's going to be or take the time to learn it yourself. I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me how some people don't respect other people's time. Oh you my know? gosh. It, it seems to be happening more and more, or maybe I'm just getting older and more like. <laughs> around, and around more people, I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it definitely um, also puts value into my current clients that are just so kind and so like, yeah. they're like, oh, send me a bill for whatever time you spend on it. And I was like, oh, I wasn't even going to charge you for that small thing. But it's so it's so nice it's, to hear that they want to pay. It's you know? so funny because it's like, you only get like a few like bad clients here and yeah. there, but th- th- those are the kind of stories that stick in your head. Oh, they stay But then there. like, I have so many friends from all like my past clients that I've trained yeah. to friends like half of them came to my wedding on yep. in, like in, over the summer and it's just it's so funny it's like but the only bad clients are what's sticking in your head you know oh I remember yeah. all the bad stories because they're yeah. so juicy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of learning lessons and in, in those you know I um I saw somewhere I don't know if it was on TikTok or something but it was like your clients will become your friends faster than your friends will become your clients. Yep, and yep. I'm like, that is so true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I've like talked to people who have done video, like friends of mine that have like had videos done for them. And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, no, we hired another person. And I'm like, you've known me for like 15 years yeah. and you don't want to use me for your work. I'm like, wow. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of soul crushing. I even had like a family member, like they're kind of like a distant family member, but they sold their house like in the last year. Yeah. I'm like, you just came to my wedding. Like, <laughs> like you know I'm in real estate. <laughs> Why don't you support me? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. And then there's the whole, like, well, maybe it would have been a more of a complicated relationship anyways because they have that in. Maybe it would have been weird. Yeah, sometimes working in family, it's not the ideal situation anyway yeah I mean you're you're kind of like the uh the rule breaker on that since you work with your mom-in-law who's like perfect yeah. so I don't know <laughs> like how you manage that but I am um, I always like I have a family rule where I'm like yeah I don't I don't work with family just because it's gonna be hard for me to like go home and not talk about work and then it's like yeah when do you get to escape work you don't get yeah. to have that break but you, you do really dynamic. well yeah. yeah it's hard sometimes I'm sure it is, and I and I definitely have always said I'm like I love my husband. I'm never gonna work with him, and he's never gonna want to work with me. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard too, especially if you're listing like a family or friend's house. It's like you kind of get even more nervous that yeah. if, you know if something does happen, like if that relationship is you know you're like ooh your foundation has been really bad for a lot of years. Uh, like it's you, gonna cost you. Money. There's a lot of different maintenance with your house. Like, <laughs> like those conversations are hard to have, especially when they are like close people to your you know yeah or like um oh you have a showing next weekend okay maybe you should clean your house a little bit yeah. like oh <laughs> how awkward do you know what a vacuum is <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding oh, i haven't had anything like that but yeah i could see those conversations yeah it, it could hard. be a thing yeah. it could be it could be a total thing yeah, <laughs> yeah i am um, i definitely want to um continue to work for people that totally respect what I do and I really like 
um, finding clients that I enjoy spending time with and um, it just helps me become a little bit more passionate about the projects that I'm doing with them because not only do I get to learn about them as a person I get to figure out why did you start the business why do you want to do this mm-hmm. you know why what do you look forward to coming into work every day and then I get to be a part of their business help them grow yeah. help them represent the image that I want to represent with some clients that I'm just like not clicking with I'm like oh man and they usually end up being clients that I end up firing or we just kind of part ways a little bit but yeah. I'm like if I if you're just in it just to like make money and if there's not really a vision behind mm-hmm. what you're wanting to do I I feel like I pick up on that faster nowadays and it just the relationship usually ends you know yeah. fast for us but um I love the people that I work with now I, I love learning about you know how different each industry mm-hmm. is my um restaurant client is like teaching me like how I can like cook better and like my winery client, that's what like, I need <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all need it. We all need a good chef around, you know, that teaches us how to do this. I am um, when I when I started at the winery, I was like all about sweet wine. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't I don't really drink wine. It's too. Sh- I, I want the sweet wine. That's how I am, too. I'm like, <laughs> Give me the fruit punch. <laughs> I want the stuff that doesn't taste like alcohol. Yeah. And, and then after a year of working with her, now I'm like, I will not drink anything besides the driest most delicious wine I've ever had. Any sweet wine I have now, I'm like, I cannot drink it. Really? It makes me sick to my stomach. Yep. Uh, I still go for the sweet wine. Oh, you got I, it. <laughs> when I tell people, like, going to vineyards, I feel like such a fraud because I'm like, where's your fruit punch? Or, like, where's your cider? Like, do you have a Riesling? <laughs> what, what do you have uh, on the many that's sparkling? <laughs> I, um, it drives my husband nuts because he's, like, not a wine person, so he's also yeah. on the sweet vibe, and he's like, I got you this bottle of um of Moscato and I'm just like cool I like it but I need to have it as like a dessert in this very small glass or else I'm gonna be like sick to my stomach the rest of the night I want I'm like I could drink a whole bottle of a dry red any day it's so good so good but uh yeah no I don't (laughs) the sweets I need to go to more vineyards I go to the same like three or four vineyards and like there's so many in our valley (laughs) oh there's so many I need to visit some too I I love that it's because I work with them I'm like man I just I can't stop going back to Pascal I love them so much and I uh I've been to Hummingbird. Hummingbird has really good yeah, wine too. Yeah, um, But I, I, I also went to Relic actually a couple weekends ago, and they're they're really nice over there too. Really, yeah. really busy. It was really busy when I was there. We go out to Red Lily a lot and dancing. And, I love dancing. Yeah. Dancing's yeah. nice. I need to go to Red Lily. I just because I heard the scenery is really pretty. Oh, you've been there. there yet? No, not yet. We'll have to go, go out there. Yeah, we yeah. should go. Yeah. yeah, I bet it'd be really nice out there. Um, I, I wanted to go to, I think there's like a distillery that opened locally too. And I'm not like a hard alcohol person, mm. that, like a sipping person for that. I just, but I do want to try it. I plug my nose when it comes to I'm like, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take a shot. <laughs> I am, but yeah, supporting local is great. I love, yeah. I love the, the wine scene here. Cause it's, you know, it's Oregon. Of course we're going to have really good wine. Um, but the, I also have construction clients and they've taught me a lot of things about like which works really well because I do mm-hmm. a real estate investing. So they're always telling me new things that they could be doing. Like right now, like uh, building a Trex deck is almost going to be the same cost as just a wood deck. Isn't that insane? It is nuts because like years ago, I'm like, oh, a Trex deck is totally out of out of my cost, my price range. But because the price of lumber has gone up, Trex uh, is almost the same price. That reminds me. I forgot to seal my deck before the rain started. Oh, no. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And I forgot to do it last year, too. We had that big snowstorm, and 
Yeah, it got ruined. Like, it's brand new wood. Oh, my gosh. And, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> brand new. Goodbye. Yeah. Pretty much, like, it's a, the whole house was remodeled, so it was, like, almost, like, brand new everything, and I just totally oh. spaced it before it started raining. You're smart, though. Staining a deck is so much smarter. My deck is um, painted. When we bought the house, they painted the deck, but they painted it when it was still wet. Oh, no. So within maybe four months, I just start seeing bubbles all over my deck, and then all the paint's chipping off, and now oh, I have to geez. sand the deck, scrape the paint off, and then seal it with some sort of stain, but at least you could just pour stain on top of it, I yeah. think. I'm sure there's a more complicated way to do it, but the paint's been quite an issue. Yeah, I was going to pay someone to do it because I hate doing that kind of stuff but yeah it's, it'll be that. a pain yeah <laughs> my deck's not that big but yeah it, it's just a oh god I've got a 600 square foot deck in my back and I'm like oh gosh and it's like two stories so we have like a couple of different levels in it too mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god it's gonna be such a pain in the ass to fix but yeah just another one of those homeowner projects oh that... yeah the of homeownership <laughs> You should still buy a house, though. <laughs> I have to. I have to ask you: Is it is it like a curse to be a real estate agent to like see the flaws in all these different houses? You can't like ever relax at your, like I guess your house is brand new and and fixed, so maybe the you don't have. The thing is, is, it's a remodel. So yeah. as soon as I moved in, I noticed lots of things because <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, when you, especially if you buy a remodeling or remodeled house like be very careful because yeah. flippers don't always do the best job and they're just like they're like well that's a gap let me just caulk that <laughs> it's just they like nail the gutters just into like straight into like the um not the siding but the rafters so really yeah oh my god instead of having like a fascia oh the fascia board, yeah there's oh. no fascia boards <gasps> Oh my gosh, they just nailed into the rafters. Oh, have yeah. fun with that leak. And then the best part is there um there's no insulation in the flooring. Um Oh my god. Half the pipes are like rusted. They only replaced half of it and the story with that is is I never let my clients not have a home inspection. Yeah. I never let them like even if they don't want to pay for it, I'll help, you know, it's like I never want them to buy a house without having home inspection. Yeah. Even when we had that crazy frenzy where everyone was waving home inspections, it scared me half to death, you know? Yeah. But I really want this house in Jacksonville, so <laughs> I waived my home inspection. And, like, I know enough contractors, and we're handy, but, yeah. you know, any problems that come up, you know, I can handle it. And then it's like, then I kept finding all these, like, stupid things that would have been called out in a home inspection that, because I didn't want to go underneath the house myself, and right. I should have, and I... There's no insulation in the floor and a bunch of different things. When I am, because I agree with you, I'd never think you should buy a house without an inspection. It's stupid. You know what? Yeah. I bought my last house without an inspection. Yeah. Well, it's like kind of in that crazy market where I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm getting like a 2% interest rate. Like, I just want this house. Who cares? I'll fix whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Inspection. I'm like, I know enough contractors. My husband's handy enough. Like, we can we can get it done but I'm like you know to pl- replace the rusted pipes I'm gonna you know that's six to seven thousand dollars right there, there you, you know go. yep and it's like man I remember we bought the house and the pictures it was an old inspection yeah. that we used so it kind of had an inspection but we didn't get our inspection done which mm-hmm. is not really like something you should mm-hmm. be doing and uh the pictures showed 
that everything electrical is fine. We get into the house and parts of the electrical has been ripped out. There's been, uh, there's like a junction box underneath the house that has exposed wires. And we're like, what is going on? (laughs) And everything we plug into doesn't work. And we're like, oh my God, what did we just do? (laughs) We just bought a house that needs like all the electrical done. And um, then it was like the minute we moved in, the dishwasher stopped working. So we had to replace the dishwasher. The um, plumbing for all of our plumbing got clogged up and we were like, what in the world? And this like plumber had to come in through the roof vent. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, there's been, this has been clogged for a long time. And I'm like, why oh. didn't we get an inspection done? I'm like, I tell everybody when that, that I'm yeah. preaching to for investing in real estate. I'm like, why didn't I get an inspection done? Get an inspection Spend done. Spend the five, $600. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can walk away from a total mess of yeah. a house, you know, yeah. but I don't have any regrets buying the house. It could have been a lot worse, but I'm like, that would have been nice to know, you know, yeah. buying the house. What I could have asked for yeah. in negotiations with the yeah. seller, you know, to fix this before we even got it done because I don't even think it would have passed inspection if um if I would have gotten an inspection done. I don't think mm-hmm. it would have the appraisers probably would have been if they found out they would have been like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they went off the old inspection, I think. So or the I don't know how it Appraisers out. don't usually look for like they don't look at the home inspection or anything. But I'm trying to remember how I even got the house appraised because I don't even remember an appraiser stopping by the house. Do they do they stop by the house? Yeah, usually we'll do like a full um, they'll walk through the house and they they're more looking for like health and safety issues. God, I can't remember why I don't even remember. Sometimes you can waive the appraisal. That's, I feel like maybe I did that because we didn't pay for an appraisal and the sometimes the lender they're able to get an appraisal waiver. 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 Yeah, but that doesn't happen super often. But okay, sometimes I can. I bet, I wonder what I wonder if that's what happened with ours because I don't remember paying for one, and the seller was like, "We're it's not your, paying." It's usually through your closing costs. Like oh, okay, your, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We we bought that place and we were like in a rush to buy it, and we bought it without. Um, actually, this happened with both of our places. We we put in offers and got the offers got accepted before we viewed the houses, mm-hmm. which I I like have to tell everybody out there, please don't do what I did. Walk through <laughs> your house. <laughs> Get inspections done, and yeah. you'll—it's <laughs> it's really scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, buying a place without seeing it seen. Yeah, we um we didn't go through the house, and um we bought it, and the first time we walked through the house, we didn't realize that there was thirty years of cigarette smoke damage inside the house. Oh no! And so we walk in, and we were like, "Oh my god, this house is full oh. of cigarette smell," and to this day, it still does. I still have to like repaint and like. Did you rip have out the like floors. an ozonator? Yeah, I had yeah. an ozonator. Ozonate the entire house twice, and it is so bad. It gets like in the walls. It's like, in the in walls. The it's in the floor. Yeah. Um, they have oak cabinets, so the wood is porous, so it soaked mm. up a lot of the cigarette smoke. So I've tried to like put incense in the cabinets to try and get it out. It doesn't happen, I'm so like, I have please to smoke outside. Oh, <laughs> if you're smokers on this podcast, smoke outside. <laughs> it's not worth ruining your house. I promise. You won't be able to sell your house whenever you decide. <laughs> but yeah. I don't I don't I totally went off on inspections and stuff but we were talking about like firing clients and I uh I definitely am happy firing the right people yeah (laughs) I'm happy working with the right people and I'm happy firing specific people to save your sanity save your sanity that's the most important thing it's definitely money is important but your sanity sometimes is more important (laughs) yeah and you want to be sane so that you could make more money Mm -hmm. so i i'm totally fine with making sure that i maintain my happiness maintain my employees happiness Mm -hmm. so that we can build a business together that's actually successful and not miserable you know you're not gonna love everyone it's not gonna be perfect every time but you know it's 
if someone's being disrespectful or not valuing valuing your professional expertise, then you know, kick into the curb. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but maybe <laughs> but they'll find somebody that'll work with them, and maybe we'll connect with them on a different level that we couldn't. But yeah. I don't want to have a relationship where either party's not satisfied. It doesn't. What's yeah. the point? You know, yeah. there's no point. So. Yep. Yeah, keeping good relationships is a good thing to do, and um, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. We're almost out of time. This went by so fast. (laughs) I know. We're just talking away. (laughs) Well, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you later.